Transient Mike. Write, record, preserve. Transient Mike. Transient Mike. Transient Mike. Transient Mike Before we begin our 12th episode, I'd like to fill you in on our mission. In August of 2018, we became a 501c3 nonprofit company. This makes donations from supporters like you tax-deductible contributions. Join us in support as we work hard towards building a nonprofit mobile studio to record artists at no charge. From the beginning, we set out to do something that can have a great impact on the music industry, to build a mobile studio that can travel from place to place and seek out new talent with unique stories to record. Help us preserve these sounds and share them with the world through our nonprofit organization. With support of listeners like you, we continue to produce works like the four-track series, full albums, and EP recordings. Your participation allows artists to keep ownership of their music and realize their creative potential. Transient Mic was established as a way to bring the studio to the artists. Using analog and digital technology, we combine the rich history of technique and experimentation within the art of recording. Your donation is valuable to the core of our mission. It's our pledge to use your contribution for the good of the music community. To donate, visit transientmike.org slash donate. I've been paying the mortgage with uh, playing Piano Bar for the past six years or so. That's actually how I started singing. I was working the door as like a bouncer at a piano bar down on 6th Street. One of the guys there was like, you play piano, right? You can sing? I'm like, not really. He's like, well... Learn these, you know, 50 songs and try to sing. And then you can just do this for a living, you know? And I'm like, sweet. So I started doing that. And then <laughs> when I just started singing my own songs and then met Ryan and started recording. John Edgar McLean II, who goes by Jen MII, brings his Boston roots to Austin. Backed by percussive piano chops and an East Coast voice, Jed is positioned to break out of the piano bar and take it to the next level of blues and rock. Welcome again to another edition of the 4-Track Series. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. I'm here at Silver Jacket Audio in an attempt to be more transient in the transientmic.org. We're having a lot of fun. We're, uh, Ryan Wilson has been real kind enough to let us host an episode here, and that's the idea is just to keep being mobile with our podcast, it's part of our mission to, to seek artists out and, and go to them is, a, is another way to look at that with our nonprofit mobile, mobile studio. That's what we're aiming for. So today we have Mr. Uh, Jed McLean. Uh, McLean, I'm sorry. How's it going? <laughs> McLean. <laughs> exactly like Die Hard. Yeah, That's... Die Hard McLean. So this is really good to have you because singer-songwriter, uh, piano, and, and, and multi, all kinds of uh, instruments, I guess, or just a piano? Uh, just piano. I yeah. do. I write on guitar, but I really don't know how to play it. Okay. So well, I mean, hey, piano is enough. If you, we see, were... me, if you see me play live, uh, don't expect me to play guitar. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a big, that's a big enough instrument. We were talking about mm. the the history of that, and I mean, that's the only instrument you really need to know. I mean, for orchestration, for composition. I mean, it's just a versatile instrument. Exactly. That's uh, one of the hardest things that I have to do is when we come in here is figuring out exactly what I want the other instruments to play because half the stuff I actually write on the piano I figure out that uh like I'm really playing what I want the you know what I want the guitar to do what I want the horns to do what I want some of it is what I actually want to sing but uh 
Well, you know, and, and it all starts out on the piano. What's great about what you do, that's the thing. You, it builds up into some, some beefiness. You back it up with some brass. There's, there's some organ. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I would liken your sound, you know, to, to that, that East Coast. I mean, it's got, it's got a lot of heft. I mean, that, that, I mean some, some people say, I mean, some of your influences are, 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 are you know, draw from that East Coast sound. And, I, and you're from Boston, right? So, yes. So that's great, man. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, how do you describe your sound? I don't know. It's, I've been trying to figure out how to describe my sound for a long time. I started out as a, uh, when I was a little kid, I started taking piano lessons from this guy down the street, and he was like an East Coast jazz guy. He was mostly in the bebop jazz kind of scene. Yeah. So that's where I started out, and just learning, you know, jazz theory and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I pretty much quit playing all through college and just went to engineering school. And then I picked it back up writing songs for a Texas country band. <laughs> So it's kind of weird how I got into, yeah. got back into doing that. Is that and then I kind of mixed the two together at A and M when you were doing some yeah. of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love, I love the like I said that there, there's a presence there that you know there's it's part Joe Cocker, there's some Elvis, just a little bit of everything. I mean, because that's that East Coast sound. I like mm -hmm. it, man. And in high school, I was studying a lot of uh, like New Orleans guys, like James Booker, Professor Longhair, yeah, uh, Doctor John, yeah, and then I got into you know. Leon Russell. Yeah, that was good. Leon Russell. And that kind of stuff. Joke and and uh, Ray Charles I, also. Yeah, man, that's Ray Charles. Big is, that's a big. That's a big. And I can hear that too. Uh, we're gonna feature a song today. It's called Autumn Leaves, and mm -hmm. it's, it was kind of. Uh, it's not. It, it was the title's from the jazz standard, but it's not your jazz yeah, standard. Exactly. And uh, I really, I, I named I really it that. Liked it was uh, part of the song came from just when I moved to Austin. I was kind of homesick and. That was one of the motivating factors in when I started writing the song anyway. And then Autumn Leaves was like, I think the first song I ever learned on piano. So I just put that into the song. Well, tell you what, I mean, we can, we, we can jump right into it. Let's, let's go into Autumn Leaves. Let's, let's uh, talk about it when we get back and, and some of the influences mm -hmm. are more. I want to explore some of that, the way that was, you would put that together because I really do like that. There's a, there's a lot that you have to say with that. So let's go ahead and roll on that and come back. Time the tides will rise again 
Man, that was a fun song. It's, it's got a lot of punching, punchiness, a lot of percussiveness. You're using the piano, but 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 it has a lot to say. Even though, like I said, it sounds like a fun song. There's there's some things that that you that you talk about, uh, and particularly <clears throat> we were, we were when we played it this morning. We were just kind of listening to it, and uh, we talked. You talked about resistance in the lines. Share some of that. Yeah, the resistance thing came from uh, this book called The War of Art by was named Stephen Pressfield. Okay, the guy yeah. that wrote uh, The Legend of Bagger Vance also. Yeah, okay. But in The War of Art, he talks about resistance, which is basically like the thing that prevents everybody from doing anything they want to do, you know, whether it be art, entrepreneurship, you know, writing. It, it's, what, it's the wall that blocks you from progressing in life, I mm -hmm. guess. And... Uh, and I had already written like half the song, mm -hmm. and then I read the book, and I was like, "That's exactly what the damn song I'm writing is about." So I just added that into the chorus. And what I like is that you know you're using the, the, the lower keys and, and really accenting to, to, to drive it forward, it, it drive, like you're driving a wall back. I mean, exactly. Like, and that's, yeah, that's how the the chord progression. Dun, 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 and then climb down, and then you go down, and then you climb back up. Yeah, so I mean, it's like a constant fight, and I use the percussiveness of the piano for that one. And you really get that. I get that feeling. Like it's, it's a, so, it's kind of like I said. But at the same time, I, I you know I, I translate it to be it, it's uplifting overall. You know, so you, you can you can feel that. And I uh, I'm really glad that we got to feature that song in, in our podcast. I think it really speaks a lot about 
you know, the way, the way you perform and what you bring, which is, which is another aspect of your life. You're actually, you know, to pay some of the bills, you're, you, and you're very talented. You have a catalog of how many songs? I think your website says 500 songs. Yeah, or... something like that. Probably, probably right around then, maybe even more now. I mean, I've been doing a... I've been paying the mortgage with uh, playing piano bar for the past six years or so. That's actually how I started singing. Was uh, I was working? I was working the door as like a bouncer at a piano bar down on Sixth Street, mm. and uh, one of the guys there was like, "You play piano, right? You can sing." I'm like, "Not really." And he's like, "Well, learn these, you know, fifty songs and try to sing, and then you can just do this for a living, you know." And I'm like. Sweet. So I started doing that, and then <laughs> when I just started singing my own songs, and then met Ryan and started recording. But what's crazy? I mean, you're saying, okay, just just learn some songs, learn how to sing, and you'll be cool. And that's not like that's not easy for everyone to do. And and there's a quality to your voice, very a huskiness that that like I said that backs up the. It's gotta be able to uh, contrast, and yet you can hear it, you know, through the piano, and that's what you're doing with it because of the style you play. It's so aggressive that uh, I think your, your vocal really punches through. And so, I mean, learn to sing, and, and you, did, you did a good job at that. <laughs> yeah, I could, the way everything came together was kind of weird. Because like I said, I started out with jazz. Then I got into the New Orleans style of music. And then I didn't play for a long time. And then I got into Southern rock and Texas country. And then I started playing, you know, rock and roll piano bar. And that's how I learned how to sing. Yeah. And then doing that, you know, you had to play hundreds of songs, everything from 50s rock and roll to Michael Jackson. So and you got to learn how to do like all these different. And you got to work the crowd, things. right? I mean, you get that tip jar up and make sure you, yeah, know, you, you take to, all those requests. <laughs> I just got thrown into like playing in front of, you know, 150 people and not really knowing how to sing or anything. <laughs> I'm like, I. And did you, were you doing that in New Orleans? Learn how to work the crowd. No piano bar in New Orleans, or you were just studying this? Because I was trying to chart. What's your journey? So you 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 were in Boston, and you yep. decided to pick up and go to, to New Orleans to just to study more. No, yet. Like I, ne I never actually went to New Orleans. It was uh, my second piano teacher that I had. Uh, he made me the first like two weeks I was playing with him. Mm -hmm. He didn't actually give me things to do besides sit there and play for him, and then. He was like, you know what? I think you're gonna like this kind of music. Instead of like the guy before that, it was just, you know, the way little kids learn how to play. Yeah. And and he was all jazz based, but basically, you know, teaches you all the keys, all the chords, all the mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that teaches you how to read. And you just took to it. I mean, but then after I was done with him, I went to this other guy and his way of teaching was more like he's like, play a song for me. Play another song for me, play another song for me. And he's like have you ever heard of James Booker? I'm like, no. He's like, listen to him. And just made me transcribe songs from him. He's like, you play just like that. So wow. learn how to, I think you'd like piano a lot more if you started playing these kind of guys. That's great, man. And it, I mean, got me, you it actually made me those early like influencers. piano a lot better. So it made me more influenced by that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can, I can remember, you know, back in the day, people you meet and they tell you, listen to this or listen to that. And, and when you do, it changes your world, opens it, opens it up to a new direction. So that's, that's great, man, that you were receptive to that and, 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 and took to it. Like I said, like kind of... Right, before that, all I'd known was, you know, Chick Corea, stuff like that. Was yeah, like which is intense too, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miles Davis, you are saying. Miles Davis so, and... So then I guess you, I take it you, you came train. straight to, to Texas to go to A&M and you were studying... 
Civil engineering? Civil engineering, yeah. So that, what about that, man? You said, okay, I'm going to put the keys. I'm, that's just going to be my hobby? I mean, I mean. <laughs> it was actually, uh, I was going to go to either Berkeley or the New England Conservatory. And then I found out how much money that cost to go there. And I was like, eh, I guess I'll just go to regular college. <laughs> because <laughs> there's no way I would have been able to afford it. But civil engineering, you said I'm just gonna I'm gonna get it. I'm yeah, gonna get it. I was like, if I'm gonna go to school, might as well do something worth it. So yeah, and and then you can somehow relate the mathematics of piano to the mathematics of engineering. Yeah, maybe that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> and you can build your next structure that way. They say it's they say it's related, right? Yeah, that's what music, they say. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and Mozart. And then like, I, I remember when I was about to get out of college too. I was like a senior, and I had uh-huh. already gone through the whole thing. I was about to graduate, and I was like, yeah, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> I should have gone to school for music instead. Yeah, well, we're, I'm, I'm, like I said, it sounds it sounds like you're on your way, and and uh, you've got some EPs out. Like you've got three out. Well, you're working on a third. You have the the Jed McLean EP, and then there's Jed Mii. Yeah, uh, and which stands you- for my family calls me Jed because I'm John Edgar Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my so, family, my mom's side calls me Jed. Yeah, so I just kept that name. And and so JD MI is John Edgar McLean the second. So I like I like the McLean part. Like I said, I can't get that. That's cool. I don't you don't know. Is that is that Scottish or Yeah, it's Scottish. Yeah. Do you have a do you have the a only thing tartan? I the only thing I hate about it is everybody mentions Die Hard every three seconds. I know, you gotta hate it, but 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 if you love them, it's like, oh yeah, then that that's an and, instant bond, man. <laughs> and the and the other thing is it's spelt different, so everybody spells my last name wrong. Yeah. So I should probably get a different website because nobody <laughs> spells it correctly. Well, let's let's talk about uh, the next song you're going to play for us, uh, "A Little Piece of Me." Uh, <coughs> yeah. there, there's a, there, there's an interesting interesting story, but I'd like to talk about that, about that when we get back because it's a really okay. good song, uh, very powerful uh, lyrically and musically. There's a lot to it, and and mm-hmm. it, this is a, a really good cut because you're this is going to be featured on your third EP. It might might even be the title track, but uh, yes. Okay, cool. Well, let's roll on that.
piece of me man what a real treat to, to be able to actually uh lean on that upright the baldwin piano uh, all that was missing was a like a bourbon neat and just kind of yeah, chilling and listening because i i mean this is really great silver jacket audio and ryan is such a great host and we're gonna really uh you know hopefully be back for a couple more episodes if you'll let us if we behave ourselves uh but it's a little too early for bourbon but you're setting a the mood there <laughs> for uh it's for, never too early for yeah. bourbon <laughs> But, you know, that song really speaks a lot. We, we talked about it earlier, about how really it has a, a really heavy subject matter. Uh, and tell us about it. It was really about the heroin uh, scene and what was happening in Boston and something, some things you picked up on. Yeah, like uh, after high school, it got real bad up there. It still is, you know, with the fentanyl and opiate and all that kind of stuff. And I knew a lot of kids that, <clears throat> you know, man, they were middle class, upper middle class, athletes, and they just got into, you know, all that crap. And some of them died, some of them are just really messed up. Families, I know even fathers that died from that stuff, so that's where that song came from. And it's really about, <clears throat> it's like a father talking about his kid who started out, had a pretty promising life, and then you know, it kind of fell apart. And he talks about how the mom's about to leave him and how the kids, it ends with the kid dying, obviously. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess doesn't want to give away that, that was little the thing piece about of that himself song. at the end. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's, it has a very cinematic structure. And it harkens back to an earlier time period where the lyrics, we were telling a story. Uh, and, and I think of Elton John immediately because, ooh, what a great guy. Yeah, it sounds like. I mean, you know, but there's many influences, but that's what I'm hearing, right? But I, I, I think it's... It's, it's like a depressing Elton John. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when he was at his best sometimes, you know, because he, he was coming from another place. And uh, that, that, that took a lot for you, to, you know, to write that and understand. I mean, you're coming from a real experience, and that's the hardest thing to do is to open yourself up and be vulnerable in that way. And uh, so thank you for sharing that one, man. That's going to be a really good one on the EP, and, and it's gonna, it's, it sounds really good. Yeah, I think I'm actually talking to a uh, to somebody about making a, a music video for that one too. Yeah, because the whole thing's visual. Like I can, I already know what I want the yeah, video to look like too. The that whole, was that's a pretty great, much all the songs yeah. I write are they come from. It's like I'm looking at a movie in my head or something. And that's what I'm. That's what I do, did too. That's why I was in film school because I heard so many songs that cinematically played through. So that one lends itself right away to video and doing doing what you need to, you know. I, I think that there's a lot uh, to cover in that one as a video. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and then on your EP, dude, uh, good song, really good song. I'm enjoying it. So, so, so that was a, you know to get back to this song uh, and your EP that you're working on. You, you, it, this might be the self-titled. Uh, piece Yeah, I of think that. little. I think I'm just gonna call it a little piece of me because that seems to be the main the main song for this. And so, EP. give us an outline of what you you know plan to do with this EP. And, and over here, you're going to record it here at Silver Jacket Audio, right? And and, and bring in 
Yeah. yeah. We're about three quarters of the way through right now because uh, I've been busy playing down. My main contract for like the piano bar thing is I play at Paddle Brian's down in San Antonio and then I play <clears throat> a lot of gigs in Houston for this thing called Howl to Go. It's run by Howl at the Moon. So I get like one day a week to come here and record. And so you're doing... just got to whatever musicians I can get to do certain parts of the song. Yeah, that, that's... We'll come in, do it, and then... Because you know. you're going to put some brass on there. you got some organ. And you've yep. got, you got some, Yeah, so where are you finding these session musicians? How, how's that working out for you? I don't know. Usually just either through other musicians that I already know or people that I've played with before or people that I had on previous albums. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty much just word of mouth around town. So when you were writing that song, let me talk, ask you about that song a little bit more because uh, you know, you're drawing some, on some experience or just having lived through some of that. Was it, what, what part of Boston are we talking about here? Uh, I come from a town called Newton. It's on the west side. Okay. And the neighborhood I was in is called No Nantum. It's like a, it was an Italian neighborhood. It's all getting gentrified now, but yeah. when I was growing up, you know, they had the, uh, instead of the yellow lines in the street, they got the Italian flag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and how often do you and go I back? Was, my family was Irish and okay. Scottish, but, oh, I go back at least twice a year. Okay. And, 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 and do, you, do you stray away? Because that's the thing, when I think about my Boston. Parents, my parents still live there. Yeah. And that's the thing, Boston, and I wonder, you know, it sounds like a great town, but it seems very sports-minded. I have a friend from Boston who's, yep, oh, and gosh, they're in the World man. Series right now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. That's all you hear. So I was just curious as to, to the music scene and what's coming out of there. I know, uh, you know, in the past there's been many a good performer, uh, particularly the, the cars are, are from the from Boston area. Yep. The cars and, are good. Aerosmith, Dropkick Murphy. Yeah, Aer- Aerosmith. But uh, the cars was a big was a big influence of mine that I loved to hear. I just love what they did. And and so I don't know the scene, but I'd love to get there one day, man. Go give me a lobster roll or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the accent comes out every now and then. I hear it in your, in your voice. So that's yeah, I usually try to hide it. But there's nothing yeah. wrong with it, man. You know, enjoy it. You know? Most people they either can't understand me or the whole entire conversation just becomes about my accent. <laughs> so that's when you. So go if back, you actually yeah. want to talk to somebody, you have to like hide it, <laughs> throttle it back. So you're doing a yeah. little bit of uh, some some acting technique in there as well, right? E- exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting I'm getting better at it. That's good, yeah. But if you give me like three beers, then it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's actually when I get back to South Texas, oh gosh, I mean, my, my accent comes out and as a, you know, the Tejano in me. So I, mm-hmm. I get it, man. You have to, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to disregard it and throttle it back. There's just times that, you know, you're, you're comfortable. You're in your zone. You're back where you belong, man. Oh, so, yeah. If I go, <laughs> that's actually real bad. If I go back home for like a week and then I come back here, it's, yeah. It's right back to where it was when I was eighteen. That's yeah. It's hard to do, man. It's hard, it's hard to get away from it, the, your roots. But you don't. Why, why do that? They're they're part of you. And let's talk a little bit. Also, I think uh, uh, your your wife also plays piano, right? Yeah, we actually play together doing uh, doing the pianos. And what's that like? Do you guys compete for for? Are you guys trade trading spaces? You guys really give each other the yeah. They call it doing pianos, but it's more like cooperative piano playing. Uh huh. And she's a much better singer than I am, so I just. Keep up. She, I try to keep up with her singing wise, and then she tries to keep up with me playing piano. That's good. That's <laughs> and then cool. we sing harmonies with each other. And, and do you, you know, do you guys write a we're lot? Like of, a band with two pianos, basically. You write a lot of stuff together too, or? Yeah, we actually wrote. Well, not a lot of stuff, but I made her help me write one song. It's called "Hold Me Down." That was on the second album. 
You can find it on the uh, website. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I streamed that one this morning. That was that was a nice one. But that's the thing you get to save on the union, the the performance union or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because Boston's all about union. Hey, you know, it's a union thing. You know. <laughs> so hey, man, I want I want to really thank you for coming in so early. This is kind of one of the earliest episodes we've ever ever had. This is like the earliest I've woken <laughs> up in the last ten years. But <laughs> but it's all right. You know, it's, it's not the musician hours. Is it new? Pretty, <laughs> yeah, it still feels like eight o'clock in the morning. I'd usually be sleeping right now. Still, <laughs> it's noon exactly. So yeah, man, thanks for coming out. And uh, it, we, we, you know, if you want to catch some performances, we, I guess we can go to your website. What is the website? Oh yeah, it's uh, jedmclean.com. J e d m a c l e a n. Perfect. Not spelt like the diehard John no. McLean. <laughs> Yippee ki yay! I know that that sounds too too low, but you know. What I mean? So thank. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, man. Really, that was. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We're, we'll see you again. I'm, I'm I definitely going to catch you. I would you, love man. to be back on here. And I'm going to be there with the bourbon this time, and the, the, leaning on the piano. That's going to make it just can, right. We can do it at like eight o'clock at night. So we have more so. like midnight. All right, guys. Peace out. Have a good one. We'll see Take you. Take it easy. The songs "Autumn Leaves" and "Little Piece of Me" were performed by John McLean and recorded at Silver Jacket Audio in Austin, Texas. Performance audio engineers Jeremy Fowler and Ryan Wilson. Song mixes by Ryan Wilson. The four-track series was tracked on a quarter-inch reel-to-reel Tascam 44 tape machine donated by the family of Mike McCormick. Transit Mike is a nonprofit organization devoted to the preservation of music and sound. To contribute a tax-deductible donation, go to transientmike.org donate. Special thanks to Silver Jacket Audio and Jeremy Briones. The four-track series is a production of Transit Mike. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening. To see that little piece of me.